Thanks for joining us for another edition of Beneath the Wing. This is a special Valentine's Day edition, and so by saying thanks for joining us, I am joined by my love of my life, Lisa. My wife, by the way. So thanks for joining me, Lisa. Thanks for clarifying, Mark. <laughs> Whoa, I was worried there for a minute. <laughs> Already off to a great start. Um, this edition, we're going to be interviewing two really special couples attached to our wing. But before we start, I figure we'll uh, we'll do our own question. Sure, let's do it. Um, so let's talk about pandemic life and love. Because that's been on everybody's yeah, here, mind. Here we still are. A year ago, we thought maybe by this time we would be out of this, you know, kind of mess we're all sharing right now. Um, but we're not. So, so have, do you have any more thoughts about how the pandemic has either made our relationship harder or made our relationship better? Well, we have spent an awful lot of time together, um, maybe more so than we normally would. I haven't been traveling as much um, as a command chief. You, there's some travel that goes along with that, and they've cut back on that quite a bit. But really, it's allowed us to spend time together and instead of just getting into the comfortable rhythm of the day-to-day, -day, we go a lot deeper into some of the conversations that we have with one another. Um, and I think that's been helpful because it's allowed us to really deeply explore some of the stuff that normally just would be surface. Plus, yeah. We, yeah, plus we started a big project together, which we're, we're both kind of project endure people, so we've started to restore an antique truck that I drove in high school and we're I want to say half done with the project because it's all stripped down to the bare frame and it is completely apart yeah in well, pieces yeah, last last year at this time I think we were just taking the engine out of the truck and now there's no into the truck because there's no body parts on the frame yeah I feel like maybe we mentioned this last year in the podcast too so all of y'all can go back and listen to that episode again there you go I might too how about you, Lisa? How's how's the last year changed our relationship for you? Well, we're again empty nesters. Yes, that's right. So we had three of our adult sons bounce back for early in the pandemic, and they all progressively left again with the last one back to college away from home in September. And so, again, we have, you know, just the two of us staring back and forth at one another here at home, which, which has thankfully been, been a nice change. Um, and, and I do agree. I think we're, you know, we have time to dig deeper, dig deeper into our conversations because we have time. I think that you, sweetheart, are much better at just relaxing and you're, you're, you never been that person up until maybe the last year year and a half or so where you just got comfortable with downtime chilling out for an afternoon taking a nap those kinds of things so that's kind of nice to see yes i i have gotten a little bit better at sitting still True enough. For most people that know me i'm not a good sitter stiller type person no. so you know i agree i i just have really enjoyed um, the sense of home and embraced where we live and how we live and mm -hmm. just kind of modified that. Don't feel that fear of missing out is a really big thing in our life. We 
just okay where we're at. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's nice to be able to make home just a respite, a place you want to be. Yeah. And and make yourself a person you want to be around, which is another thing, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you think we're missing anything? Missing anything in terms of what? Uh, the fear of missing out, like... Are we miss? Are you missing anything? Oh, we used to travel more than we do. Mm. We're starting to travel again. Maybe the last six to nine months or so, I've missed that. We we adventure well together. We see new places well, well, and and find that exciting and, and interesting. And um, so I miss the. I guess I miss feeling completely comfortable doing that. Yeah, yeah. it's tough, and it comes down to people. It's tough being around. Um, people that aren't in your immediate family. I think I miss I miss mm -hmm. that, and I miss the I, I miss the relationships that we have with our friends, with our family, with the people that we work with. We don't see our grandkids near enough. Uh, it's mm -hmm. just been it's been a struggle. But hey, we're gonna we're getting through this. It'll end eventually. Yeah. You know, we'll see what we'll see what that looks like in hindsight. But. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to get going on to the first couple that we interviewed, and there's uh, two different couples. So stick around, and when we're all done, we'll close things up. So thanks again for joining us on Beneath the Wing, and joining us next, we'll stick around and find out. Thanks to Alan and Justina Croft for joining us in studio. So just a little bit about you two. We're, you're both in the military. Justina, you work at finance full-time, getting our airmen paid, which is important for the work that they do. And Alan, you're one of our traditional one-week-a-month guys. Uh, you work in the 210th Engineer Installation Squadron. Those are two really different career fields. So let's start off with how you two met. What's your love story? Well, yeah. funny enough, we met in 2009, December, and I just landed in Keesler after basic training. And in the in-processing room, we're in our like blues, so they call the new people blueberries, blueberries. right? Yep, Sunday, Sunday blueberries. I love it. And um, Alan comes in all nonchalant, like throwing a football around. He's got his like red rope t-shirt on, so it was like a red shirt. I remember this vividly. And so the first time I met him was in tech school, and he was my red rope. So and a red rope for people that aren't in the military, yeah. that's, a, that's something that they give to airmen that are brand new, but they give them a little bit of responsibility and everybody can see it. Yes. Yeah, it's, so I was a student leader. Our squadron had 700 airmen in it, and I was one of two red ropes of the student leadership. So I interact with our like MTLs, which are military training leaders, and so I would greet on Sundays because there was no MTLs there. Um, I would greet the new troops coming through the door. And so Justina was one of those yep. new troops. And so I was like, oh, he's pretty good looking. And first person, yeah. first person she saw out of basic training. So was it the I'm it, I'm it. I was, I was it. You were so, it. Yeah. And so um, we got to know each other during tech school. And then, um, went on a couple dates yep. and then I was active duty and he was in the Air National Guard so then I went to Japan after. So then we did the long distance relationship over Skype for two years mm -hmm. 
which is very challenging for people who have gone through long distance relationships. We had some ups and downs and then ultimately I decided to join the reserves and move here. And then three kids later. Three kids later. Now she moved over to the National Guard. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yes. So. Tech school love. Tech school As, as like a lot it, of people joke about in the successful. military. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to say that is always a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people always. I you don't know, recommend I, people, it. And here's the thing. She, Justina was there for only six weeks. I had been there for five months. So when she got there, I had already been there. My tech school was substantially longer. The IT tech school is really long. You learn all the technical stuff. But um, yeah, it was. So when she when she got there, I'm I'm already thinking about coming home, and you know going back to college and doing all that stuff. And she I'm starting really, my career in yeah, the military, she, active duty. She really threw a wrench in things. So yeah. trips to Japan and yeah. all kinds of good stuff. Then he proposed to me when we were in Japan. Yep. And yeah, you want to tell him how shortly after it was that you proposed to me? Oh gosh, does it really matter? Four months. Well, now it does. Four months. Four months. Four months after meeting in tech school. Yeah. You know, you know. We knew. Yeah. We. I. Re I recall like vividly. We had conversations <laughs> in her car. Or in my car, because I was down there for so long, I had my vehicle down there. And I remember having conversations about, like, our, our life, difference yeah. about life. And we both have um, a pretty, I don't want to say tough, but we've had a pretty tough upbringing, both of us individually. And we had a lot of similarities between our families. And so, um, yeah, I mean, even our yeah. differences made sense, right? Like, it was like... She liked peanut butter and I like jelly, right? And like it just worked, wow. right? Like it was it was one of those things that like everything about us, I was like, you I just knew it. And like it was just so uh, we had decided we were actually gonna be done. Mm -hmm. We weren't gonna do anything. I had orders to Italy. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh. Before this, remember? So I drove oh, her to the yeah. airport to yeah. leave Keesler. Yeah. I drove her, we stopped at a cracker barrel and um like we were like saying goodbye like this is it and i literally opened the car door and like we had already discussed this was it and i remember just being like this can't be it like we have to try like and if it fails it fails but like it we i was like we have to try and we did and you know we Try failed and succeeded and, you know, failed and succeeded and here we are. And we're so. literally celebrating our 10-year marriage anniversary yeah. February 20th. Yes. Well, happy anniversary. Yeah. Yes. So just a couple of weeks away. Wow. And you get to be on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> That's such an honor. Nice. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic love story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty good. All right. So you have, you mentioned you have three kids. Three boys. Mm -hmm. Tell us their names and their ages. So Hayden is our oldest. He is going to be 10 in July. And then we have twins, and that's Harrison and Tyson. And they're going to be 7 in April. To slide into another cool story, um, we had Hayden. So I moved here to Minnesota pregnant with Hayden. And then you deployed mm -hmm. shortly after. Yep, 2012. And so we did that whole thing. I had Hayden and 
we Skyped the birth yep. and watched my son be born on Skype and was, went back to work digging trenches in Afghanistan. Oh, that's how that went. Yes. It was cool. There was new stories and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we did. Yeah, through the two tens, yep. we like got all that. So that was really so cool. So Channel Five did a couple stories on us through that, but yeah, it was. So that was an experience. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I don't know that I could do that. That would be rough. But tell me, following up on that story, how important would you say support is to families going oh. through situations like that, deployments, and and working long hours and. This gets set, this this gets said a lot in the military is that like you know a military member has it easy, like you know like we I got support like I have my guys I got my people there that I'm with every single day, you know and I know what I'm doing I don't you know really have to think I don't people do but you don't have to really think about back home too much because you're just hyper focused on on doing the mission and and you know but I had the peace of mind and. Justina can expand on it, but like I had family here that Justina had support from, and I had friends that barely knew Justina that were coming over and you know supporting her, and so it's just it's it couldn't be done without it. Yeah, right? it's invaluable. Yeah, support. It's, so quick backstory: I'm from Florida, right? Not from Minnesota. Right. So then we met in Mississippi. So when I moved here. I didn't know anyone. Right. So like I inherited all of his high school friends who he's still friends with till this day. Um, I moved in immediately with his mom and then he deployed. So I'm living with his mom and I have this new baby and his sister who both were there for me like during the birth right. and that was really cool and special. And so, I mean, to answer your question, it's critical. Yeah, like it's you have to have so support. So, so, so important. we were lucky. Yeah, we were lucky. How fantastic. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, how, how scary, how tough it must have been to be watching over Skype, not having him there, yeah. but you guys made, made do. Yeah. We did it. I have picture. I actually shared on Facebook not too long ago the pictures of when Alan met Hayden for the first time yeah. in the airport. He was like four 19. months old, and that was really cool. Yeah. That was awesome. November 19th, I remember. I was there. <laughs> it was a ton of fun. An experience. It sucked, right? But, like, it was yeah. an experience that I'm glad I had. And, and it's something I couldn't have without the military. And, like, it was good. I, I always say this, and I'm sure we'll go there in some of these questions, but I always say this is that, like, I'm just so lucky that, like, my wife is also military and not just military, but just so understanding of, of, um, you know, the situation because I could wake up and be like, I have to go, I'm leaving for six months and she would be like, got this. And like, I would never feel bad about it. I've never, that's why I said like, I never had to worry about it, um, about her being back home whenever I'd be gone. So, yeah. So we've got, New, you guys are old now out here. Yeah, I know. Not not old like me. You've been around for <laughs> right. some odd years, but still now getting you're crusty. Like a, you're getting, you're getting <laughs> old. I'm getting some crusty. You are. I'm getting some crustiness. I'm still young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. But these, uh, what advice do you have for young military couples? I mean, Skype was the thing, and now there's right. all kinds of different right. ways of connecting. But what advice do you have for young I, military couples? I think 
the biggest thing in any couple or any relationship is communication. Yes. I mean, it's kind of cool because we did our relationship backwards. We were on Skype every day, so we could only talk to each other. Yeah. And so I think that helped like our foundation to our relationship because we talked all the time. So for new married couples or new relationships starting off, like you just have to have the foundation of communicating with each other. And if you don't have that, then you're not going to be successful. Right. So. Yeah. And I mean, I, this, this is advice. You said young military couples, but like, this is advice that I think it's applicable to anyone. Right. And, and I see it all the time with friends and relationships. And I actually, I ask a lot of questions to people that are like either recently divorced or like, what happened? Like, I want to know, I'm curious, right? Like, not because I want to make you feel bad, but just like, I want to know like what, what went wrong. And it is so often tied to a, such a small thing potentially that because there was no communication around it, that it never got resolved. And then it just, that resentment builds and builds and builds. And like, it, it's just so important to just talk it. I mean, talk it out. You might not agree on it, but like feel better about it. Like that's, it's just so key communication. I can't agree more. Lots of yard work. Nailed it. Yard work. Yard work. <laughs> you talk, what do you mean? You talk while you rake? No, <laughs> no, no. It's he space. He means he leaves <laughs> me into it. All right. So here's a, I need you guys to each give a dad's perspective and then a mom's perspective. Um, what's one thing that you'll tell your sons when they start dating? Oh. <sighs> All the good girls are text school. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, as a mother, I think that, I don't know, I think together we team us raising our kids, but just be kind right. um, for whoever you date. Um, that's just about. I think, th I, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think, you know, a thing that we would say together, it would be respect. Again, it goes back to respect, and and there's a saying in our household that attitude is everything. And, mm -hmm. and actually, we talk about this all the time. And actually, uh, last night they all got in trouble, and yep. we had the attitude is everything talk. But it's so important that in that situation, and, and I asked my son, you know, tell me a situation where attitude could impact your life. And his first thing out of his mouth, my nine-year-old, you weren't even there. Um, he said, if you ask a girl out. And she says no you could be really sad or you could and I was like you could what and he's like well you could ask out another girl and like he was just it's just like trying to teach like resiliency and yeah. like but, but bigger than oh, that is the, is the respect piece of it yes. the, you know to your significant other whatever that is and and we have boys not that it should matter but like you know it's a huge I grew up in Texas um, I had a really good example of a great relationship with my parents and like, it's a respect thing. And one thing that I do for Justina and, and my kids see this all the time is we do just like, I do little just cute things for her all the time, right? Like I'll write love notes and I'll write, you know, I love, you know, there's this thing and it's actually framed now. I've done a lot. It's like, it's you, I put you comma. I heart you dash me and and it's like it sounds very simple but like it's something that's been in our relationship our our whole time and so I 
the one thing I would tell my kids is on top of respect is just ensure that like you put the effort into it. Yes. If you don't put the effort into it, it's not supposed to be easy, right? People that say that relationships are easy are wrong. Like they're they're literally lying to themselves. Well, they're you the have to phase. you have to you have to put yep. you. It's like an investment, right? You put things into it to get things out of it, and it, like anything in life, and so. It's just so important to do those things. One, um, one, so one of my superintendents in Japan, one thing he said to me that like always sticks with me, he's like, your relationship is like a little ember whenever you start. And by the time like 20 years, like it's a wildfire and it's right. like, you've just put all this work into it. And right. yeah, you have to do the little things. You have to think about the other person. And, and I, I mean, we haven't had that conversation with our children, but I think that we, by showing them how to have a happy, healthy right. relationship, marriage, hopefully they're absorbing that right. and can do it by themselves. For sure. That's the goal. That's really sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chief. <laughs> I knew we asked you guys to do this for the right reason. Fantastic. Um, what's your favorite way to spend downtime together with each other Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> bowling night yeah um, no i mean we like to travel a lot mm -hmm. um we like to just like th that's the cool thing with me and her both is like we're both down for like anything mm -hmm. like she's like let's go to the gym let's go sit in the sauna like let's do it or let's go you know let's go bowling like and we go and do it and she, like that's what's super fun about our relationship is that we're both willing to do things that like we don't want to do and like and I say that and like not it kind of sounded weird as it came out of my mouth but like <laughs> we're both like it, it, we're cool with like just doing whatever and it's always been really as long as we're easy. together it's been it's that part's been easy yeah is it like it's like it might be something that I would never want to go like hiking and like we went hiking Arizona in October and had a was blast. Like, this is freaking incredible. Yeah, like we were just so accomplished and like just felt incredible. And so yeah. Anyways, it was it was great. But I don't know. We don't have like a thing yeah. per se, but we just go with the flow and awesome. yeah, we do. Our so our opportunity to like have marriage meetings or like even like financial meetings is always in the hot tub. Always the hot tub. We'll do that like twice a week, yes, and that is our opportunity to connect and to also think about the future and talk about the kids. Um, the hot tub is probably hot our tub. thing, I guess, if hot we're going to pick one thing. As long as the kids aren't in there. No, absolutely no, not. They're gosh. in bed. And now it's the sauna. So yes, he is a very handy human, so he built us a sauna. Yeah, so now we sit in the sauna. And now we're sauna people. After the hot tub. After the hot tub. Sometimes we That's do. That's what I like. Yeah. She's, she just wants to go on the sauna. I love the sauna. Yes. It's Fantastic. <laughs> My turn? You bet. All right. So, Alan, Mark tells me you're a bartender. I Extraordinaire. Am a I am. Okay. So, quick light question here. What is the most romantic cocktail sure to make your wife swoon with romance? It just kind of Your wife, not other people's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It kind of depends. And I was a wedding bartender. So you know I got that. to see I got to see it all, right? Mm -hmm. And um, right now, I could go through her phases, but it started out with Amaretto Dr. Pepper. 
That was her drink. Deserona. Yeah. which is an amaretto. And Deserona and Dr. Pepper, that was her drink. And then she switched to like margaritas. And then like margaritas was her thing. And so like I got really good at making margaritas. And then, and then now, or not now, then she started transferring to like stouts. And then, then it was a really dark beer phase, right? And, and she did dark beers for a long time. And uh, recently, there's two drinks that she's been doing more. I, I'm kind of a, I'm a whiskey head, as I was commenting on, on some whiskey bottles that you have back there. But uh, she's been drinking whiskey with me. Uh, but if I wanted to get to swoon, I guess, I would probably make her, like, uh, uh, anything with Luxardo cherries. So, like, she loves her Luxardo cherries, the really so deep, good. dark Luxardo. Yeah, so yummy. But her drink of choice right now is a uh, vodka gimlet. Yes. So she changes. And I just keep up whatever she wants. Crazy. And then I learn how to do it and, yes. and make it and just keep going with it. We adapt. We adapt. Yes. You just got to grow together. Yes. <laughs> you do. Try new things. got to grow together. Perfect. Yeah. All right. We're going to play a little game, which we do in the oh, podcast. Uh, I'm called, not competitive. Called Would You Rather. It's fine. Okay. You it's just have to have the right answers, and yeah. he has to have the wrong answers. So Lisa and I are going to ask you a Would You Rather, and um, one gets to answer first, the other one gets to answer second. We'll see how close together you guys are. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. So there's no wrong answer. Let's do it. But your answer. You're going to be wrong no matter what. It's <laughs> fine. All right, good. Would you rather go to a Foo, Fight, Foo Fighters concert or watch Netflix? Justina. Netflix. Foo Fighters. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. It's only because of our neighborhood. Okay. Our neighborhood's into it. Yep. Would you rather eat chocolate or drink red wine? Why? Laugh with each other or have deep conversations? Laugh. Laugh. Have more time or have more money? More time. More money. I mean time. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> cook or do dishes? Oh, This neither. is perfect. No. Yeah, cook. I would rather cook. You would rather do dishes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather you cook and clean. Yeah. Ah, very good, very good. There's the right answer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I don't like this one, so I'm going to skip it. Fine, do it. Paint a room or vacuum the entire house? Oh, vacuum. And I'm a painter. Yes. So. He's well matched. You do both. <laughs> Thanks, honey. Change all the diapers <laughs> or do all the potty training? Oh, I guess change the diapers. Change the diapers. Potty training's hard. It's hard nice. work. It is not fun. Boys. Yeah. True. Work outside or work inside? Outside. Outside. Read a book or listen to music or watch a favorite show. What do I like? I don't know what you're going to say. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I'm going to say listen to music. Uh, okay. Well, that's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is definitely listen to music. But yours is watch show. Yeah. I do like watching shows. <laughs> All right. Are we wrapped up with that? Would you rather? Yeah, you guys did really, really well. I've yeah. interviewed some people, and they have to like go into detail on all of these things sometimes. Oh, no. I thought about it, but I, I thought we were going to rapid fire, so I, I debated not. There you go. Mm -hmm. All right. Next, maybe last question? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Um, best thing about being a dual military couple? 
I think you kind of highlighted it earlier, but we just understand the ins and out of the military. And so when those, I don't know, mission requirement things pop up, we understand like the George Floyd or the um, civil disturbance or the floods or anything that pops up like that. If he's getting tasked or I'm getting tasked, we understand. And not to say that a civilian dependent wouldn't, I just think that we do get it from a just a military foundational. Yeah, it's just yeah. easy. It's easy. We've never we've never argued about it. It's never been a weird thing. It's just easy. She's going for two weeks on what Sunday? Yeah. So literally leaving for Mississippi 12 days. for yeah. twelve days, and yeah. like we barely have even talked about it. Like it was like yeah, just whatever, go. We'll like, it out. I'll be fine, and yeah. it's vice versa. It's the same thing. So because I have a deployment coming up next year, and so it's gonna yeah. suck, but you know she gets it. We'll team it and figure it out. So you're not having a baby while he's gone. I'm not this time. No puppy. It's not too late. (laughs) Um, We didn't even talk about that. Two dogs. She keeps buying dogs when I leave, though. So I gotta like stop. One time, (laughs) one time he was in India for work and he came home to a puppy and he'll never let it go. Nope. No, I will not. But you love the dog. Yeah. No, I do. I I mean, the dual military. You know. I'll be, I'll just be honest. Like it's, it's not awesome, right? It's, it makes it easier, but it's not awesome. Drills are hard. Drills is, I wish that I could do off drill. Like I wish that I could, you know, do it during the week or whatever, just because it, it becomes such a task and such an ask for our family. And it's going to get easier because our kids are getting older and then it's just going to be like, take care of yourselves. Like we'll be home at four. But at this point it's, it's, it's tough. There's not, the only good thing is that we understand the pain that comes with some of being in the military. The sacrifices. And, but other than that, I mean, Well, we did, great. so when I was in the reserves and he was in the guard, we did have two different drills. Right. So we experienced that, and it was good where I could take care of the kids, and then on my drill weekend, he took care of the kids. And that worked on paper, but then we're losing two weekends yeah. a month. And it was like, if it's going to suck, then let's just make it. So, yeah. So then I came over to the guard and we joined our weekends. And so now we have more weekends um, without the military duty. But it's hard because now that our kids are in sports, it's always on Saturday. And so that's the difficult thing that we're facing right now. But, again, I think the best thing is that we both get it and we understand, like, our sacrifices. Thanks for being honest on that question. There's a lot of conversations that I have up here where where we try real hard to remember how difficult some of those weekends are, especially on our new military families. Yes. Right. And how much extra work and support it takes to just make the family go right. and keep the mission going. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely get it. And I get you up to balance, right? I mean, it's not like you can do a bunch of one-off situations, and I totally understand. And we're that. lucky. We have grandma. Yeah. So. But it, it is, like, I thought it would get easier, and I still kind of do think it will get easier, but, like, I coach all their sports. So, like, every weekend I'm gone, I'm missing, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not just, just letting just down for our Aiden kids. Yeah. or my twins, I'm letting down the whole team because then I'm not coaching. And so it's, like, and that's, like, a really important part. It's becoming a very, very important part of our lives because we're seeing, you know, we, 
the last two years have been, as a lot of people have said, have been like unprecedented time. And how do you, where do you put your time? Where do you put your effort in order to make an impact on the world? And we have felt like, you know, the, the change, it starts with family, right? You've got to change the family. You got to impact people at a young age. So they grow up to be good people and it's a generational thing. And then eventually you, you have lots of good people, hopefully. Um, so that's become a very big focus for, for us and our, our family because it's just so important. It's, there's no other way to make a change in the world than to change our youth. And I'm not a teacher and I would want to be. Sports. So sports <laughs> it is. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. Well, guys, thanks for joining us yeah. and yeah. telling us your love story and giving some good advice and uh, just being real good role models for the families out here. For sure. Well, this for has been us. a lot of fun. Lisa and I, you want to say something? I was going to say, such a pleasure. <laughs> you guys you. got it together. Yeah. We try. Yeah. We don't. <laughs> there don't are, there are you don't have it together. There are there are oh, we're not Trust perfect. Me. At all, but the trick is you work through the you hard times. You have to talk for it. Yeah. 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 Well, we are going to take a break. We're going to say goodbye to Alan and Justina Croft. Thank you again for joining us in studio, or actually in my boss's office. Mm -hmm. um, thanks, Mike. But thank, thanks for joining us on uh, Beneath the Wing. We're going to be back after this brief message from our family programs coordinator. Hi everyone, it's Molly with the Airmen and Family Readiness Program here at The Wing. As we move into the new year, I want to take a moment to remind you of all the great resources and support the Airmen and Family Readiness Program provides. Examples of such include navigating deployments, meaning guiding airmen and families through the pre-, mid-, and post-deployment phases. Assisting with personal financial matters is another core service, whether that's establishing a basic budget, exploring emergency financial assistance, or planning for your future. I also help with civilian employment matters such as job searching, networking practices, resume writing, and interview preparations. Additionally, we're blessed with fantastic key volunteers here at the wing who are our very own military family members that give their time and experience in support of one another and help host family events here throughout the year. Please reach out if we can help you or your fellow airmen or military family in any way. Our phone number is 612 713-2367. Again, that is 612-713-2367. Thanks, Molly, for that important message. I hope you enjoyed our meeting with the Crofts and the great conversation that we had, and that you click on the next episode of Beneath the Wing in our two-part series, the Valentine's Day issue of Beneath the Wing. Hope you click on it. We'll see you there.